Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, anyway, we go. Hour number three of our radio program. It is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Let's get into uh, the latest on Bill Belichick. You know, we're at a point where everyone is just assuming that Bill Belichick won't be back next year. And maybe, um, I don't want to say I'm getting tired or frustrated with the story, but I had it from a different perspective where through most of this season, I did not believe that Bill Belichick was going to be let go or traded by the end of the season. And really, when Mike Florio joined us, that must be about a month ago now, maybe a little over a month, and you continue to see the Patriots lose, 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 and it bottomed out. And I always said about Bill, yes, I knew life after Tom Brady was going to be different. And year one, they didn't have a great roster. They competed. They were a fine football team. Then year two, they make the playoffs. But last year, it was just a nonsensical approach where they won eight games. They still had a chance to make the postseason the final week of the season. Everyone knew they were not beating Buffalo. And that was right after the DeMar Hamlin uh, game as well. And you had the two kick returns by the Buffalo Bills. But you looked at the talent on that team. It was a bottom five roster. And they still had eight wins. And I thought going into this year, this is a bad football team. I was annoyed with their approach because, yeah, they finally got an offensive coordinator, but they didn't get any talent around Mac Jones. And I don't believe Mac Jones is as bad as the way that he played. I also don't think he's great, but the Patriots messed up Mac Jones. And this has bottomed out where it's gone from eight or nine wins at best was the expectation probably thought they were like a seven-win team this year to now where they'll be lucky if they win another game the rest of the season, especially because they just beat Pittsburgh. So they have their third win of the season, nor do I want them to win. And in that last month, I started to say, okay, it's probably time to move on from Bill because of this reason and this reason only. Bill's not going to do a traditional rebuild. And a traditional rebuild for a guy who's 71, 72 years old is tough. Even though Bill still looks young, right? Nick Saban still looks young. And these guys, like we know Saban is coaching at a more elite level right now because Bill's team isn't playing well. But both these guys, you could sense still a genuine love and passion for what they do. 
But to truly rebuild, because the Patriots don't have much to build with. Year one's a wash. Year two, you get better. And year three, you got to go make the playoffs. Like, I still think Bill can coach. I still think Bill is a fantastic coach. But recently, Bill the GM has not done a good job. So I'm at this point where you need to move on from Bill Belichick because they need to go through a traditional rebuild. And Bill, for me, is not someone that is going to go through your traditional rebuild. And he's going to be someone that is going to try to do the quick fix, cut corners, and still not get enough talent. And that's the problem. Bill Belichick has not got enough talent around his quarterback. So I'm ready to move on from Belichick. We're also, I wouldn't be okay with him flourishing somewhere else. Because he's not going to get enough talent in there in the next two, three seasons to turn this team around and be a winner. And, you know, there may have been some talk show host here on CBS Sports Radio back in October. I don't know who that guy was. uh, But he said Bill and the Chargers would be a perfect match. And Bill and the Chargers would be a perfect match. It's the same damn thing as Tom Brady leaving the Patriots to go to the Buccaneers. Where Brady knew he needed more talent. And I get it. Bill was annoyed with Brady at the end and and all that stuff. That relationship was in a bad spot. But Brady goes to Tampa Bay. And afterwards, this was like one of those scenarios where that year in 2019, he didn't play well because the offensive line was, was really bad. And everyone's like, oh, Brady shot. Brady's done. I'm sure you had guys like uh, Rob Parker and Nick Wright who have always been wrong about Brady. They were taking victory laps because they thought Brady's career was done and over with. And then surprise, surprise, Brady gets a better offensive line. Brady gets Mike Evans. Brady gets Chris Goblin. He gets Antonio Brown, that clown back in the building. And oh yeah, they don't have the greatest regular season in the world. They don't even win the division. But then they go on and win the Super Bowl. Bill could still win a Super Bowl in this league. Bill needs more talent. Now Bill the GM... Did not get enough talent where you put Bill the coach in a bad spot. But you're telling me you put Bill Belichick in Los Angeles and you give him Justin Herbert and you give him Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Quinn and Johnston. You know, I don't think they'll bring back Austin Eckler. So you go get a plug and play running back that Bill Belichick isn't taking the charges of the playoffs. He absolutely is taking them. To the playoffs. Like, Bill Belichick had Mac Jones winning 10 or 11 games and making them a wild card team. That's what Bill Belichick did with Mac Jones, who everyone trashes and everyone says Mac Jones sucks. We all know what Justin Herbert is. He's a top 10 quarterback in this league. He just needs a better coach. So I go through all these destinations. I don't see why Bill would want to go to the Commanders. I don't see why Bill would want to go to Carolina. I don't see why Bill would want to go somewhere where you're going to have to rebuild. Like, I guess if it's between Carolina and the Commanders, I would rather go to the Commanders because I think they have more pieces to build with. But this idea that Bill's going to go to one of these bad destination jobs, it would be a really bad look and a really bad decision by Bill Belichick. The charges are going to be available. Spanos family, don't be cheap. You need to go get Bill Belichick as your coach. Because you can take a flyer on like a Ben Johnson. And Ben Johnson writes that hot name. 
that big attractive name, the young up-and-coming offensive coordinator, you could believe in him. But how many times does the young up-and-coming offensive coordinator don't work out? How many times do we hype up this offensive-minded or defensive-minded coach that's young and then they get the job and it fails? And they fail as a head coach. That happens. So I don't believe the Chargers, who already gambled with Staley, are now in another position to gamble again. And yeah, if they hire Ben Johnson, it wouldn't be a bad hire. But I would put my eggs in the basket of trying to get Belichick there or even Jim Harbaugh, depending on if Jim Harbaugh is going to leave Michigan or not. But now to the topic at hand of Tom Curran's report that Belichick is done after the season, and this is already decided. This is on NBC Sports uh, Boston last night. Here is the longtime Patriot reporter in Tommy Curran. When they came out of Germany, conversations I had that week made it very clear that a decision was made and they were going to play out the string, and at the end of the year there would be a parting of the ways for a variety of reasons. The main one being, don't fire Bill Belichick during the season. It's just not going to happen. Additionally, though, He's an asset. He's under contract for another year. It's only through next year. So that would not be an impediment to them changing course. And it had gone too far. The Germany game, the Commanders game, the Saints game. All huge marquee games. And then there was a Chargers game after that. Just because they won last week in Pittsburgh in prime time, I don't think it quells anything. So Tom's basically saying they already made the decision after the Germany game. I, they, may not, they were not happy after the Germany game. Because that was a big game for the Patriots. We all know the Patriots traditionally, they hate the Colts. Like, I can't stand the Colts as a Patriot fan. They're my least favorite team in the league. Um, And going to Germany, right? Big isolated spot for that team. Patriots are uh, a worldwide brand with what they've done for 20 years. That was what like could have been a, a small victory in what's been a disastrous season. But just because Robert Kraft and Jonathan Kraft weren't happy with that and maybe realized, oh, that could be the end. Like, why would you play Mac? And then you pull Mac on the final drive of the game, all that stuff, and you go to Bailey Zappi. That was not a good endorsement for Bill Belichick. But even if they made that decision that day, I don't think they're letting this story get out. I don't. For 20-something years, the Patriots leak nothing. How many times do you hear on the radio a Patriot player get interviewed and you're like, up, oh, they're afraid to say something? The Patriots had drama. But they don't usually let things leak out of that own building. So I don't think Robert Kraft or Jonathan Kraft are leaking out this information. At the end of the year, they'll sit down. They'll talk to Bill. They'll maybe have an idea of where they want to go from there. And it's either going to be you come on back or we're going to trade you. And maybe Bill says, I don't want to get traded. Uh, you know, just fire me. You know, that's a possibility as well. But I don't think a decision has been met yet. And for the Patriots, you could ask the question, is it the best course of action to, to fire or get rid of Bill Belichick? Because you could get rid of him and do a traditional rebuild, or you do have a top five pick. Maybe you draft Marvin Harrison Jr. and trade back up in the first round and get Jaden Daniels and say, okay, Bill could still coach. Maybe you try to, like, I, I want to say you should go to him and say, we still want you to coach, but we don't want you to be the GM. But I know Bill Belichick. Bill's going to go tell uh, Robert Kraft to then kick rocks and pound sand. There's no way he'll give up the GM duty uh, tags. Uh, let's go to Bill Belichick. Oh, okay. 
He was asked today in his press conference. I, I'm telling you, all, all year I've been avoiding Bill Belichick clips because I like to predict them on the air. So what was he, he I, uh, Samter, he was just asked about his future. Is, is that it with, with all these reports that are out there today? Have you spoken to Robert Kraft? Do you have any idea about your future? You'll, you'll hear. The questions so, are in the, in the clip. So they play the Chiefs this weekend. That was originally supposed to be a Monday night game. It got flexed out, and they put the Seahawks and the Eagles in there. And now this is a 1 o'clock game, Patriots and Chiefs. I think his response is going to be something along the lines of, you know, I'm just preparing for uh, Kansas City. All right, but we'll take questions about uh, Kansas City, Kansas City, Kansas City. If I know Bill Belichick the way that I think I know him, that's why I think he answered any of this. There's no way he's going to sit there. If he act, when I hear this audio, if he actually responds to the question and gives a a literal answer talking about his future and actually like something with substance to it, he's leaving. Because there's no way that Bill Belichick would actually discuss his future with the media if he was not leaving. You want to put some uh, money on it? So, I mean, I may or may not have already heard the clip. I, I don't know. See, I don't know how I could bet with you moving forward. Because, Stu? I still owe you, but I've been out. I, I had a first birthday to plan and celebrate. Mm-hmm. So now that that's over. Stu, you're fair. I think you're the voice of reason. You're, you're checks and balances here, right? We have three branches on the show. Yep. So, Samter keeps on saying he's going to give me this uh, dinner that he owes me. I don't even remember what we, we argued about. Oh, it was uh, Texas. Uh, you thought Texas was going to get screwed out of the playoffs. It was a week and a half ago. I've been out five of those <laughs> yeah. six days since then. So Yeah, well, you say a lot of crazy things. It's, it's tough to, to keep track of all the crazy things you spew. You thought Ohio State was going to get in on the playoff instead of Texas, and you said you were going to get me a, a nice dinner. So, for Stu, you have, you're the voice of reason here. I still have not got this dinner. Do you think I will eventually get that dinner? I say going to be a while that's for sure a while it's going to be definitely a while i think you'll eventually get it but it might be a few months you put some like interest on this dinner like one steak turns <laughs> to two steaks then two steaks turns to three steaks if if this doesn't uh come to fruition by like a month or something like that i think it was you who offered like taco bell or fast food <laughs> of some sort so i do not eat taco bell and also <laughs> there my, was some fast food that you involved i'm going out to dinner with my family after the show so my mother is uh sitting uh, right behind you and uh, my dad i don't know where the heck he is he's he's running around the, the studio somewhere um my mother, and we got to be careful with sponsorships and everything here. I get that. She's probably going to want to get up and smack you over the head uh, with a wooden spoon after suggesting that I would be eating Taco Bell. Lori Gelb is the farthest thing from a fast food aficionado. You know, it's funny. Mama Gelb just said in my <laughs> ear while you were talking, she and your dad will take care of my side of the bet. So dinner is on oh. them tonight. They just said, so sweet. It was so kind. We I, are I going couldn't to even steakhouse. believe you when they said it. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> let's go to uh, Bill Belichick. You know what? I don't want to put you in any further of a hole that you're already in. I don't need you to dig out and have to fight through all that sand. Well, I already and then heard make the cut, too... so I know how I'm going to bet. So there's no reason for you to so, bet against so, me. So what's the bet here? I'm just messing with you. Just we'll play the oh, cut. Oh, okay. Because I, I, I know how he answers this clip. I know Bill Belichick, like as if he's my father or something. He's just going to say Kansas City 3,000 times. I was just trying to sow some doubt into your mind. It didn't seem to work. Okay, here we go, Stu. Take it away. Speaking, obviously, for yourself. In, in your understanding, do you have an understanding that Robert will not ask you to be back next year? Yeah, I'm getting ready for Kansas City. That's what I'm doing. Bill, well, understanding that you're getting ready for Kansas City, have you and Robert discussed Kansas your future on the season? 
ready for Kansas City. There you go. Come on. That was the obvious thing ever. I've heard too many of his press conferences. I think the Patriots should dress me up as like a homeless person. Send me out to the podium and I will free of charge do Bill Belichick's press conferences for the rest of the season. Here is uh, Gerard Mayo on the expectation he'd take over for Bill Belichick if they moved on from Bill after this season. Chris, you've been here long enough. You already I bet you could say the answer that I'm about to give you. Uh, we're 100% focused on, on the Chiefs. And, you know, I only try to control the controllables, and that's out of my control. Hopefully, as you guys all know, one day I want to be a head coach. Um, where that is, I don't know, but at the same time, that would be great if I could stay here um, and continue to progress throughout my career, but we'll see. Yeah, it'd be great if Bill gets fired. Because <laughs> he probably would get the job for years. It was Josh McDaniels is going to be the next guy up, but Stu... Uh, you have any uh, nice things to say? Any ringing endorsements about no, uh, Josh McDaniels? I, I do not. Yeah, I, I don't blame you on that one. So I, I do believe I lean more Bill is done at the end of the season. I would say it's probably 70% he is not back. I still think there's a 30% because of who he is and what he's done that he is back. Uh, but I think it's best for both parties to split, get this divorce, end it amicably, and then have Bill get traded to the Chargers and have him work out a new contract there. Where should Bill Belichick be coaching next year? 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. When we come on back, we got to play you some audio from Big Ben Roethlisberger. And he's talking about the Steelers' tradition. You don't want to miss it. We're coming on back in five minutes. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, it is Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, so I didn't expect to talk about this today because usually when you're like so like freshly removed from a team and you know you've been a legendary player of a franchise, you don't usually criticize a team or a fan base this quickly. But Ben Roethlisberger has this uh, podcast now, footballing with Ben Roethlisberger, his own podcast. And listen up, and you could be the judge on what Ben Roethlisberger had to say about his thoughts on the Steelers' tradition maybe being gone. 
when I first got in this league. When we showed up, we were up three or seven to nothing, depending on who we were playing. Second, we got off the bus because people were intimidated by our defense. Mm-hmm. People were intimidated at times by like how good our offense could be. But I just feel like people aren't afraid to play the Pittsburgh Steelers anymore. Maybe it's just going to take some guys to get, or maybe maybe the the, the tradition of the Pittsburgh Steelers is 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 done. Maybe it needs to be formed a new kind of way. I don't know. You know what the take's going to be from that? I, I like I'm. Let's say I'm hosting Pittsburgh uh, radio today, local Pittsburgh radio, nine three seven, the fan in Pittsburgh. Like, I am uh, Andrew Filipponi, let's say, who the Pony Express, big fan of his work as a as a talk show host. That's further proof why Mike Tomlin needs to go. Because there is a franchise legend that is synonymous with Mike Tomlin. That won before Mike Tomlin and won with Mike Tomlin. And now there's life without Big Ben in Pittsburgh. And Ben is part of it. But when Ben was there towards his latter years... The defense was never great. And when the offense has been great, the defense hasn't been up to par. Now the defense is more than up to par, and the offense can't do anything. But even though Tomlin would get hired in a second or there would be teams lining up to trade for him, Mike Tomlin has been the coach there since 2007. He's a top-five coach in the league. He's never had a below 500 season. However... He's won one Super Bowl, has been to two. Now, you're a fan, let's say, the Detroit Lions. You take that success in a second. But when you haven't won a playoff game since the 2016 season, that's a problem. And if you just go like three years of that, like no playoff wins in 2016, 2017, 2018, all right, the aura and the appeal and the fear factor doesn't go away. But when it continues... 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, and we'll see if they make the playoffs in 2023. That's a long time. And the Steelers' standard is not just winning a playoff game. It's winning multiple playoff games and winning a Super Bowl. So we've already heard the calls from the Pittsburgh fans. Get rid of Mike Tomlin. It's time to move on from Mike Tomlin. But when Big Ben, he didn't say it. He did not say fire Mike Tomlin. He did not say trade Mike Tomlin. But when Big Ben says maybe people aren't intimidated of the Steelers anymore and the fear factor is gone and we would get off the bus and we would be up 7-0 already just based off who you are, well, who's still there? Big Ben's gone. Mike Tomlin's still there. So I'll ask you this question, Samter. Is that Big Ben's way of saying, maybe we need to rethink the coach instead of saying, hey, Mike Tomlin needs to go because I don't think he's going to come out. He has too much respect for Mike Tomlin and say maybe it's time for a change. It's possible. I think it's more Ben saying that the Steelers need to find a new identity. That the Mm -hmm. Steelers are clinging too hard to the 70s steel curtain, that fearsome you know, uh, black and yellow, they need to find a new identity because the identity of being that is not there anymore and it's not going to be there anymore. So maybe he's saying it's on Tomlin to bring it back to that old tradition or maybe he's saying, you know, let's find a new tradition. And I don't know which one he's going for right there, but it does seem a little bit odd to me. I, it seems like Roethlisberger's a Tomlin guy, right? Yeah. I don't, 
I don't think he's taking a shot at Tomlin. And, but and, I could and be to wrong. be fair, I, I did not wrong. listen. I did not listen to the entire podcast, so I I don't know the truth to this. I don't know if that came up. I would. I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty good at reading people. If they ask Big Ben, like if I'm doing that podcast and I hear that quote, I would then follow up and say to Big Ben, when you say things need to change, you say people don't uh, uh, fear the Steelers anymore. Does your does your former coach need to be let go? Is it just Time, not because he's a bad coach, but it's just time for a new voice and you need new energy and you need something different to get that team back to where it was. And assuming that question was asked to Ben or if it wasn't, I think the answer would be, no, I'm not saying that. He would say uh, Coach T, Mike T is uh, is still the guy to lead this team moving forward, but the player has got to be better. Now, let's say, let's assume that he's not taking a shot of Mike T, that mm-hmm. he's just talking about the tradition of the Steelers. Do you think it is, I don't want to say irresponsible, but wrong of a team to lean on what got them successful 40, 50 years ago and try to emulate that Mm -hmm. in today's NFL? Or do you think that the Steelers need to find that same old identity because that's what made them successful? Do you think it's a mistake to try to... Go back to that '70s well, style. I don't think it's... they're trying to be the '70s Steelers, or, or you know, I, I well, don't. That's what B- Big Ben's saying—that tradition of being feared, that tough defense, sure. the steel curtain. That's kind of what we have with Troy Polamalu and and uh, you know the mm-hmm. uh, the big linebackers. I forget James the, Harrison, James Harrison, but even before James Harrison, yeah. uh, Greg Hardy, maybe mm-hmm. just those monsters, those beasts who just beat people up and that you were afraid of everywhere. Is he saying that that's what they need to do again? Or? No. I, I don't think that is. I, I think this has been basically saying the Steelers are just a mediocre team now or even like an above average team. That's what I think he's saying where they could go win all these games. They've never been below 500, but no one actually looks at them as a force. And I don't think this is by design to be known by your defense and have this kick-ass defense. But the offensive player selection hasn't been right. Kenny Pickett hasn't been good. They kept Matt Canada around way too long. Najee Harris is the most criticized uh, running back in his first two seasons in the league, has had uh, two 1,000-yard seasons. Uh, George Pickens, he cares more about his individual stat line than the betterment of the team. That offense just hasn't been able to get going. I don't think it's by design. Um, But I really do believe, like when I hear that, and I just listen to what Ben's say there, who else do you blame? Because if you just say it's the players, okay, players got to be better. That's fair. But I think it starts with the coach and Mike Tomlin. Because he's the first person now in life after Big Ben that you think about with the Steelers. And I know a lot of times I would push back on Steelers fans and I would say, come on, guys, you get rid of him. Who are you bringing in that's better, right? Even Brian McFadden said this on the show last week. The guy won two Super Bowls with the Steelers. But if that's the only reason, who would you get that's better? Is that a good enough reason? And Tom will land on his feet in a second. Right? Uh, David Tepper, um, uh, Josh Harris, any of these owners would be would be salivating at the opportunity to trade for Mike Tomlin. But in Pittsburgh, I just wonder if, it, if it's run its course. I do. And last week, you know, I sat on the air and I said, you know, I don't think they're going to fire him, but things got to change. Like I don't think they're going to get rid of him, but things got to change. But when you hear Big Ben talk about how the Steelers aren't feared anymore, uh, that's damaging. It's true, but it's damaging. And that's a bad reflection, whether he intended it or not, 
on the head football coach in Mike Tomlin. But it's also part of the times, too. Like, the Steelers being an organization that pretty much only had three head coaches uh, for 50, 60 years, that doesn't happen. That's an irregularity. From Noel to Cower to Tomlin and all three having a tremendous amount of success. And eventually you hit some down points. And the Steelers haven't even bottomed out. Like, look at the Patriots right now. They dominated for 20 years. Now they're bottoming out. And we've seen teams like, look at the Browns. The Browns were like the biggest losers in the league. The last few years, the Browns have been more feared than the Steelers. The Browns walked into Pittsburgh and destroyed them in the playoff game. When the Steelers tried to still have this presence that, oh, we're the Steelers and the Browns are the Browns. Remember all that stuff? Look at the Bengals. I know Burrow got hurt this year. They could never win a playoff game. Now they're expected each and every year to go get to the Super Bowl. So it's not only just what's happening in Pittsburgh. It just shows you around the league. Like there are teams that we look at and we say, oh, because of what they did years ago and how many years of success that they have, that they're always going to find a way to figure it out. It always doesn't happen that way. Like Stu will be the first one to tell you, look how great of a franchise the Raiders used to be. Now the Raiders are one of like the, the biggest laughing stocks in the NFL. And sometimes they have these perceptions about them, like the Chargers, because the last 20 years, they've had a lot of talent. All they've done is choke. That's a perception they have to fight through. But we usually look at it turning from going from bad to good. But this time, it's like you've been going from great to like, eh. And they missed the window to get another championship. When you have the Killer Bees there and Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, and Big Ben, they didn't win another championship. Now, they, that's a, Big Ben should have three rings. Now, he had one with Jerome Bettis, right, in the last year of Jerome Bettis' career where he went home and the bus got parked um, at Ford Field in Detroit where they won that Super Bowl up against the Seahawks. Then Ben was able to win that Super Bowl up against the Cardinals. one of the great Super Bowls I've ever seen. But then after that, like, that Super Bowl was 2008, 2009. Ben played a lot longer after that. He dealt with some injuries. But that defense and the offense can never get on the same page. And when your defense is strength of the team, you can only go so far. You need an offense now in the year of 2023. So there's some heat picking up on Mike Tomlin. I do believe he'll be back next year. But they don't really start to move this thing forward. Well, what makes Mike Tomlin any different than Bill Belichick? Because Bill Belichick has won a lot more than Mike Tomlin. Bill Belichick has won six Super Bowls in this league, has coached the Patriots to three other Super Bowls too. If there are talks, and I know Tomlin's younger, and there's a report out by Tom Curran that they've already made up their mind they're going to move on from Belichick after the season, whether it gets traded, whether they part ways, whether they fire him, then Mike Tomlin is also, fair or not, deserving of having that examination as well. And now, it's not just three years of playoff uh, victory drought. They have not won a playoff game since the 2016 season. Zach Gilb shows CBS Sports Radio. We'll take a break. We'll come on back. And we will update you on some of the biggest stories in the world of sports with some audio with the news brief. Update time first. Here he is, the Ackman, Rich Ackerman. It's- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. It's time to answer Ask the Pros question of the day, and it's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Michael and Eugene says, Zach, how would you rank those four quarterbacks that Cam Newton did criticize? You could submit a question by tweeting at CBS Sports Radio or at Zach Gelb using the hashtag Ask the Pros. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Well, let's play that audio from Cam. Uh, This, once again, was courtesy of his podcast, Fourth and One, with Cam. Uh, Let's get to that uh, audio clip of him saying that Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy, Tua Tungavailoa, and Jared Goff are game managers. Brock Purdy, like, they're not winning because of him. He's managing the game. And if we were to put that in its own right as game managers, Brock Purdy, Tua Tungavailoa, Jared Goff, and really... Dak Prescott, Mm. these are game managers. They're they're not difference makers. I would say Dak is one. The Purdy two one's fascinating. It's, It's simple. Dak's one, golf is four. Dak is one, golf is four. Now it's been to a Super Bowl. That's fine. Hey, you know, Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl, too. <laughs> I, yes, I don't think but, you're, you're but sitting there advocating offense, for Trent Dilfer to be this great quarterback. No, but Trent Dilfer, they won in spite of Trent Dilfer because of that defense. That Rams offense was legit. They were. Right? Todd Gurley had a great year, but yeah. Jared, they, Todd Gurley's not having that year without Jared Goff. That uh, offense doing what they did. I don't know now, about it that. It may be a product of Sean McVay, but Jared Goff, former number one overall pick, went sure. to the Super Bowl, doing it with multiple franchises. I think maybe it's time to give him a little bit more credit. To put him behind Brock Purdy oh. is very interesting. Goff's a solid quarterback. But to put him behind Brock he Purdy, a, a seventh-round, second-year quarterback, is very interesting. And Brock Purdy in these 15, 16 games has gotten more hype and more attention than Jared Goff has ever gotten. And that's a number one overall pick. And hype someone and that attention was, doesn't mean better. And that was more of a disappointment when you go back to his days with the Rams. He failed in the Super Bowl. He only had a measly three points. And then... He's gone to Detroit, and he's been better than expected. But I would go Dak one. I think this is going to be unpopular here. Brock Purdy two, Tua Tungavailoa three, and then Jared Goff four. Because here's the thing. I know what the ceiling is of Jared Goff. He's a fine quarterback. Above average quarterback. Dak Prescott is a good quarterback. For Brock Purdy and Tua... I was a huge fan of Tua when he was at Alabama. I was a big believer in Tua. There's been a lot of injuries, though. He's as accurate of a passer as you'll see. But I don't know, like this year, the two images that I have of Tua and what's been overall generally good season for Tua was third down in Germany, the underthrow of the century. He was like 15 yards short of the wide receiver. And then the next play, fumbling the snap. And then the other night, that offense did squat without Tyreek Hill. And I look at Brock. Yeah, Brock's in an incredible situation. But that team goes from just 
running through the NFC to then they get to the NFC Championship game. Brock Purdy goes down, and that team got smacked by the Eagles. And then the, this following year, yeah, the environment does matter for Brock Purdy, but he has elevated his game and shows that he's more than just a Cinderella. Huh? The, the question was asked to me of the four quarterbacks I want. I would say Dak would be one out of those four. Brock Purdy, two. Splitting hairs between Purdy and Tua, but I would give the slight edge to Purdy over Tua, and then Goff would be an F4. Because I like Tua, I think, is ceiling just a good quarterback. Brock, I still don't know entirely what the ceiling is with Brock Purdy. Let's update you on some of the biggest stories in the world of sports with some audio. We get to a news brief. For your daily news brief, we get you caught up on the rumors, reports, and reconnaissance from the day in sports. So everyone's talking about uh, Tommy DeVito, which is like my favorite story of the NFL season when you have a dad and a mom serving up 300 chicken cutlets before the game. His cousin, I found out today, is not the Danny DeVito. But the cousin's name is Danny DeVito, and he was serving up sausage and peppers and the chicken cutlets in the parking lot before the game. Then you have the game happen. The agent's on the field, who the agent looks like he's uh, still Dante, Silvio Dante in uh, The Sopranos. And the next thing you know, this family's hugging and kissing in the stands as Tommy DeVito delivers a big uh, victory for the New York Giants. Here is Brian Dayball, who was fat-shamed yesterday, and I did not like that. Ryan Dunleavy, I like Ryan, good reporter. I've known him ever since. No one knew who he was as a reporter for Rutgers. Ryan Dunleavy, that shaman Brian Dayball, was was very, very low class by Ryan Dunleavy. Oh, you ever have the, the famous Tommy DeVito chicken cutlets, Mama DeVito's cutlets? No. All right, what do you mean you haven't had them? Oh, I'm going to diet, Ryan. Oh, how about all those chocolate chip cookies that you eat? Is that part of the diet? That was That was a bad job by Ryan Dunleavy. So let's see the latest Brian Dayball press conference. He was asked today about parallels with uh, Tommy DeVito and Tommy Brady. Brian, I, I know this is probably going to gonna make you cringe a little bit, and I want to say that I'm not comparing Tommy to the greatest quarterback of all time, but you were on the staff in New England when the 199th pick came Tom. out of nowhere and took Tom. over the uh, team. Go ahead. Yeah, when we were <laughs> four games in. I know, I know, I appreciate, I do appreciate the question. No, you don't. Good job. Good job by Brian Dable. I would, I would not tolerate, after the way Ryan Dunleavy treated me the other day, I would not tolerate this New York media anymore. I wouldn't. Now, for the record, I don't think this guy's saying that Tommy DeVito is Tom Brady. Do you see any similarities? Are you seeing any parallels between a sixth round quarterback coming in and taking over and this? Other this other quarterback, what Devito was undrafted, correct? Yeah, undrafted. An undrafted quarterback Syracuse coming in. Illinois. Now we're not saying that Devito is going to be like Brady, but Brady came in out of nowhere, no one expected it. Okay. And now here comes Devito. Are there any parallels that you're seeing? Yeah, and, and the way they lead, the way they handle a huddle, the way that they and you're you know, coming take from the this playbook. from a media standpoint. Brian Dayball knows how that gets aggregated, where it's. You ask the question with the context that you just give, and maybe Brian Dable says, oh, you know, his confidence and his swagger and the way he throws the football. And then the quote the next day is, Brian Dable says Tommy DeVito is similar to Tom Brady. And Brian Dable doesn't want to deal with that nonsense. Let's go to Mike Vrabel on how to get his quarterback, Will Levis, to learn how to slide. I don't know. I think uh, we're still trying to work on that. We showed him examples of quarterbacks sliding and using the rules to their advantage. 
I guess we'll have to show them examples of quarterbacks not sliding and getting the <laughs> knocked out. So we're going to try that out the other way this week. You know what Vrabel's going to do? Because he's, he's a psycho. And, and that's a compliment when I call him a psycho. He is going to go out on the field in pads, and he is going to run full speed at his quarterback in Will Levis, and he's going to hit him, and he's going to say, you should have learned how to slide. That is something I could see Mike Vrabel doing because the man, is in a sports way, is just sick. Here is uh, Shannon Sharp, who remember his first few weeks on first take with the ratings are going through the roof on first take now, and I don't even know if they could even see Skip Bayless anymore in the rearview mirror. But uh, Shannon Sharp was calling Stephen A. Smith Skip for the first few months. Now Shannon Sharp is calling Jeff Saturday a different day of the week. Here's ESPN. I don't think it's going to be like it normally is Friday. Excuse me, Jeff Saturday, 48 to two votes. I think you might get 20. You might get 15. You might get 10. And you might get six votes somewhere else. This is not like it's some scrub. Jeff Saturday is a legendary center. And he calls him Friday. I mean, Jeff Saturday. There's just sometimes you do this job. You get so worked up. You get so passionate. And then you make like a minor error that you would never make when you weren't on the air. But you're just going at a thousand miles an hour and that awesomeness just occurred uh from shannon if you slip slip up and you call him sunday because it starts with an s how do you go from calling him saturday not even the same zip code yeah like i mean i understand that his last name is a day of the week but like how do you make that mistake of calling him the wrong day of the week it makes no sense normally a friday yeah well, Friday is before Saturday, not to teach you the basics of, uh, right, but you of know, the days of the week. Like, I don't think about somebody's name based off of what the name might mean or no. whatever. So, like, the fact that he's thinking Saturday day of the week, like, just call him by his name. If you if you say it incorrectly or stumble over his name, that's one thing. But to call him by the wrong day of the week just feels completely inexcusable. So, I guess this is turning into the fat-shaming edition of News Brief. So, we had uh, Ryan Dunleavy fat-shame Brian Dayball. And now we have Zion Williamson get fat shamed by Stephen A. Smith. And then uh, I guess there were comments also made by Shaq and Charles Barkley as well. Uh, here is uh, Zion Williamson getting asked about some of the criticism he's received lately. Both those guys said we struggled with some conditioning stuff early in our career. And like that got better. And we kind of, we see that in this game a little bit too. Uh, if it comes from a great place and a place where they just want to see me do better. Thank you. But if it comes from anywhere else, everybody entitled to their own opinion. Can't control that. That's fair. Like, I, I, I don't... It's weird. Like, I don't know what Zion's problem is. He can't stay healthy. And then before the start of the season, he looked like he was trim. And now, yeah, Stephen A. Smith isn't wrong. He looks big. So... Does he have problems losing weight? And if that's the case, I have sympathy for him. But if it's just because you're not putting in the work, then that's a totally different conversation. Here is uh, Luka Doncic on playing hurt in a win over the Lakers. Yeah, I don't know how I play. I slept very little today. Everything hurts. Uh, I'm getting old, man. But, you know, we got two back-to-back wins, which is amazing, especially against a team like Lakers. So I'm really proud of these guys. He's 24 years old, Luka. He he turns 25 in February. Like, I'm approaching 30. Even I will say sometimes, oh, I'm getting old. Like, when I go out drinking, oh, my body can't recover the way that it once did. That's like one thing. I'm getting a few gray hairs. 
but you're 24 years old as an NBA player. I think that was said in jest by uh, one Luka Doncic. And finally, here's uh, Kendrick Perkins on all the issues with uh, Draymond Green and the Golden State Warriors, courtesy of ESPN. Free him from all the BS that's around him, right? Okay, you're watching a guy in Draymond Green that is not reliable, that is acting out of character, that is doing the most, that are costing you games, uh, uh, embarrassing the franchise, embarrassing the league. Steph don't deserve this. Steph has given us great basketball. Steph have more basketball, great basketball to give us. We cannot waste Steph Curry valuable time while he's still here. Yeah, and I said Steph needed to leave Golden State and they ended up winning another championship. Now, though, you know, you had Dame get traded this summer. It wasn't there. Yeah, like, end up with Chris Paul. It's like, you look at this team, you look at this roster, it's like, all right, Clay's not the same player, too many injuries. Draymond's a pain in the ass. Yeah, probably do need Steph Curry to go elsewhere and also make it easier on him when he doesn't have to be the best player on the court each and every night. Alrighty, that is a Wednesday edition of the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Big thanks to uh, Samter, Stu, Ack, everyone here, each and every one of you for calling, listening, and tweeting as well. We'll be back tomorrow in a very busy Thursday edition of the show. We'll kick off Week 15, even though most of us will have no interest in this Week 15 game with how dreadful it looks on paper. Alrighty, we out. Bye-bye. Peace! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 